When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look who is gracing your screen. There he is, suited and booted. <laughs> what, 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 what's My up guy. with that, Pat? He makes very It's up, P. Mac with the blazer. What's going on, my brother? What's going on? My- Oh my God, David Allen blessed me with a new one. I even got photos on the inside. It was a gift for the holiday season. Figure I look super professional when I join you guys. Uh, You are all the freshest on TV. So when I join you, I try not to look like an ass. So I appreciate you guys raising my game, most specifically Stephen A. I appreciate it. You know what? I'm just, I'm just getting, I'm just getting emotional right now because you know, I I mean, for me, I, I clearly have had some influence on Shannon. And then to see my man paying P Mac with the blazer on, I mean, it touches my heart. You understand what I'm saying? I see the elevation, fellas. I see what I'm talking about. This is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. Got to wear suits to talk about sports, baby. Especially you want to be professional. Look at this thing. It's even. It's a so. It's in the pocket. Like that thing's so attached to the pocket. It Super professional. It is kind of oh, okay. we wear suits to talk about sports. Well, you know what? When he says it that way. But here's the deal. We wear suits to talk about sports. Because the money we looking for ain't coming from just sports. See how that goes? Yeah. How about that? that was deep. That was really that? deep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, thought, yeah. I thought so. I thought so, Pat. That, that, that was, was really that was deep. Powerful. <laughs> that was powerful. I, I might find that on a fortune cookie. Give me the money. All right. Let's <laughs> we had the, I want to learn from Pat. Uh, we had the battle of the birds in the NFC, and the Hawks were flying higher last night than their starting quarterback. The Eagles 10-4 and four, dropped their third straight game after two fourth-quarter interceptions by Jalen Hurts and a game-winning touchdown pass from Drew Locke with 28 seconds left. In the game, Jerry Jones, Stephen A's dear friend, talked about it this morning. It's marvelous. I watched every bit of it. I was uh, thought I was about to doze, and then when they made those two exciting plays at the end, I couldn't sleep till four this morning because of the impact that it can have on our year and our season. PMAC, he couldn't doze wide awake after seeing what went down. So with that being uh, said, who's the biggest threat to the Niners right now in the NFC? We got the Cowboys and the Eagles both coming off losses. Yeah, everybody kind of just wants to wipe the Cowboys and Eagles out because uh, it is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And when the Cowboys look the way they look on primetime, as they're going to look, people say, well, they finally come to – and I assume Stephen A. was thinking this whenever he's laughing in that massive house with the pool table. He was thinking to himself, this is the deck that we have come to expect and the one that I was waiting on. But I don't feel that's the case. I think the Cowboys are going to be able to bounce back. I think they just got buzzsawed on a particular evening to a great team. And then whenever you talk about the Eagles, it's like, wait a second now. These three games have certainly been – ugly and then to lose the Drew Locke last night back up to the backup pretty much and with what he was able to do at the end of that game for a 92 yard drive DK 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 bucket to Jackson Smith and Jigba and they targeted Bradbury last night at a Mm -hmm. rapid rate they have three different coordinators now to replace the two coordinators that they lost at the end of last year I think they are feeling the effects of Steichen and Gannon out of the building now whenever you talk about this Niners team I don't know if there's many teams that can face off against them where they're at right here 
right now. We had Fred Warner on our show yesterday and get a chance to chat with him with how tight they are and what they feel about each other and how much they can still grow. It was amazing. And then Richard Mendenhall's arch nemesis, Christian McCaffrey, was on Monday Night Manning last night. And whenever he was talking, you just hear how close that team is. So not only are they violent, physical, talented, their chemistry is also through the roof. And I think you have to think about another team that might be able to do what the Niners are able to do. And I think you have to go to the beautiful city of Detroit, Michigan. Don't look now, but the brand new Lions are a physical team. They're a team with moxie. They're a team that's been through some adversity. They're a team that's been laughed at, obviously, for the last 50 years. MCDC has that culture building and going through. And if you look on the defensive side of the ball, with CJGJ coming back into the fold, who we know is a tone and culture setter for any team that he's on, since week nine, they're number one in the red zone touchdown percentage. So on the defensive side of the ball, a lot of people kicking field goals against them. I think the Detroit Lions are sneaky, sneaky mm -hmm. lion in the NFC race in this entire thing. And I think it's going to take a while for people to get used to saying that. Right. Wow. Well, it's a couple of things. Number one, y'all saw me rolling my eyes. That wasn't about you, P-Mac. That was about my phone okay. going off yet again in the middle of the show. Shannon, just yet again in the middle of the show, she getting focused. But that's different. That's different. I different thought it was fine. Day. And I, I, that, that, that's what's going it. on with Molly over here. Uh, you heard the so, vibrator. So, so, <laughs> in, so, in, so interesting <laughs> that, that I got a text <laughs> message from one of our producers. All right, what, whatever, whatever. She gets text messages every that's five minutes. Ain't from no damn producers, okay? Ain't from no damn producers, all right? Let me just say that, all right? That's number one. Number two. I'm getting texts, by the way. That's How about good. that? Yeah, congratulations on the text. Congratulations on the text. That's number one. Yeah. Number two. Number two, P-Mac. I get your point about the Lions, man. I, I, no doubt about that. I, I think they're legit. I love them. Their ability to run the football. They are a physical team. I think that matters. You lose two of the last three weeks to Green Bay and Chicago, though. I mean, that's shaky. But I get where you're coming from. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys as being the biggest threat despite what we saw just happen to them against the Buffalo Bills because in the NFC, it's by default. If you're Detroit, I got questions about you. I get that, okay? And, again, the list is fluid, Shannon. The list is fluid. Get in mind. You have but the, a list but, today? But the, yes, I do have a list today. Oh, boy, but the point is this. Go. It's not just that. It's ah. also the high-powered offense. The Dallas Cowboys have the capability to get into a shootout with anybody. And I think that's what I'm holding on to. When the offense is clicking and you're a team that wants to throw the football against them, giving the pass rushes an opportunity to get at you, I'm not saying they would win. Of course I'm not saying that. But when I look at Detroit and how up and down they've been on occasion, even though their record is 10 and 4. When I look at Philadelphia, they've been up and down. They're also 10 and 4. I'm just looking at them right now. And at this moment, I would say the Cowboys are a bigger threat against the 49ers in the NFC. Here's the thing. If you ask me what team in the NFC is the closest to the 49ers, I say the closeness is the difference between L.A. and San Francisco. They're in the same states, but they're not close. And there's not an NFC team right now that's close to the 49ers. The Cowboys, the Cowboys do not want to see the 49ers. I They're agree with praying, that. Everybody, P-Mac, you know how this goes? Everybody's praying that somebody yeah. beat the bully so they don't have to face them because they oh, yeah. know their chances of beating said individual is slim to none because the 49ers can run the football with McCaffrey and now they play fake and they got guys that are exceptional. Run after the catch. IU, Debo, Q. 
Kittle, and then you sprinkle in McCaffrey in the passing game. And Brock Purdy is the MVP right now, and that defense can turn you over. They can shut you down with those edge rushers, edge rushers and Fred Warner in the middle, who's the best middle linebacker in football. I don't see a team, unless some unforeseen injury were to happen to one of their key players, and we hope that doesn't happen because we want to see everybody at full strength. I don't see a team. Even the Cowboys, because what we've seen for the Cowboys, if they can't front run, they can't beat you. And what we've yeah. seen from, the, like you said, Stephen A., man, it's hard for me to pick a team that, lo- that that lost to Green Bay and lost to Chicago and say, you know what, they can go on the road and beat the 49ers in, in the Bay. I just don't see it right now. I understand completely with that, and I think I believe in the Niners more than any other team in the NFL as well. But so if we're I. talking who could potentially go and get them, it's like, look on the offensive side for the Detroit Lions. I just said that stat about ninth or since week nine, number one in the NFL in touchdowns in the red zone or whatever. It's like Sam Laporta, 700 yards, seven touchdowns, only the third tight end, rookie tight end in NFL history to do that. The other, Mackie and Ditka. Ben Johnson is the first guy that every uh, owner wants to be the new head coach to their team because of their offensive ability. Jared Goff is like Jared Goff back when he was great with the Rams. He's at a whole new level. I think Jameer Gibbs is doing his thing. The yeah. offensive line is loaded. It's like the Lions can keep up with any team. But that is not saying that I don't. I think they're better than the Niners. Like I love that 49ers team. I think we all do, especially with how last year ended for them. This year has been like a score well, to settle almost from the locker room all the way through this entire season. Okay, Steve, so, so let's ignore the NFC for a second then, guys. What's the best team? I mean, when you think about the 49ers being the best team in the National Football League in a lot of our eyes right now, scouring the entire NFL, who has the best shot against them? We'll find out on Christmas. Christmas night, the Ravens. Baltimore? Yeah. We'll see. That's where I'm at. I I think it's the Ravens. Well, it's like like the Dolphins, you know, you think to yourself – they can really turn any game into a track meet. You know, you talk right. about that. But can they do that against the Niners? And will Tyreek and the entire squad be healthy? And does it matter if Tyreek's healthy with what they just proved to do with Waddle instead of Tyreek Hill? Yeah, but, but the Ravens' most complete team, I think, in the AFC, which and also physical and tough, I don't trust which you Tua. have to be against this Niners team. I don't trust Tua once pressures apply, once pressures applied to him. That's my issue. Right. Really? You can put Buffalo. some pressure on Tua. I don't trust him. Buffalo, Buffalo is interesting if they're going to rely on James Cook to run the football. Because when I look at Josh Allen, I look at a guy that's more mobile, more athletic than Big Ben. And he's, a, he's tough to get down. And when you add him to the running game, in which they do a lot, they'll run him on a quarterback power. And if it's third and close, it's hard to get him down and keep him from getting the first down. And so they can stay on the field and keep the 49ers offense off the field. And I think that's what you're going to have to do to beat the 49ers, is keep that offense off the field. Now, you say, man, keep the offense off the field. That means you're going up against their defense. Yeah, but that offense, when they get going, it's touchdown, 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 and that's hard for an opposing offense to keep up with. Because the Cowboys, if the Cowboys were to face them guys, we know they're going to have to go on the road. And they're basically three touchdowns less on the road than at home. Okay. Unk, how about how crazy the NFL is? If Kadarius Toney is back like three inches, 
Okay, back like three <laughs> inches. We yeah. assume that the Kansas City Chiefs win that game. Now, Josh Allen could have answered and came back and won it and all that, but let's just say the Chiefs win that game. Then right. the locker room afterwards in the Buffalo Bills, it isn't a celebration of Sean McDermott. We got your back after that Tyler Dunn hit piece was basically written about right. his entire culture and everything. Right. Instead, it's like, yeah, maybe he has lost the locker room, just lost right. to the Chiefs again. Instead, they get the win there, and it's like, Coach, we got your back. And then you listen to Josh Allen whenever he's coming off the field, coming down the tunnel, and they have a social media team has the camera there, and they say, like, oh, what are your thoughts? And he says, let James cook. And then you see what the offense has been since Joe Brady became the offensive coordinator as opposed to Ken Dorsey. It's like they have a fresh energy that makes us think of yeah. like the, what the Buffalo Bills were last year as opposed to what they were yeah. this year all year long. It's like they're a brand new team, it feels like, here towards the end, Shannon. Hand it to him, high. throw it to him. James Cook has been the answer thus far. So far. But, Pat, with the spicy answer, the Detroit Lions, I just want to share a note before we go to break that I think Shannon Sharp will enjoy. The Lions haven't had a home playoff game since the 1993 wild card game they lost to the Packers. Shannon's brother, Sterling Sharp, had 101 receiving yards and three TDs in that win for Green Bay. <laughs> the Grinch. When, when, the Grinch the going right when, there, when, the Sharp family. When Sterling Sharp was in his prime, the only receiver you ever mentioned above him was Jerry Rice. Sterling Sharp was that dude. Spectacular. What's up, big bro, Sterling? What's up, man? I know you watch. He, I know. He absolutely, he's absolutely is watching. <laughs> Hi, Sterling. Sterling. My name's uh, Pat McAfee. Nice to meet you, Sterling. Good man. Good man. I've known Sterling long, way longer than I'm, Shannon. I'm, Shannon, I'm Shannon Sharp, Sterling. How are you? Yeah, he knows you. And your, uh, your dedication you to him in your, you in your Hall of Fame speech, <laughs> Unc, your, your, uh, your comments about him in your Hall of Fame speech You're, were oh. – Phenomenal, man. It was we really cool. I, I had tears when in my we eyes. had them at Savannah State. Yeah. I had like tears in my eyes, the yeah. two of them, that relationship. And their I was, sister, I, too. I was beautiful actually very moment. proud of Shannon that day because, I, I mean, the way he gave that beautiful, beautiful, magnificent Hall of Fame speech, yeah. I never thought he'd disagree with his brother. And then, lo and behold, we showed up and he was on TV. I disagree. I mean, they were yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like, wow. Say, it is okay. pretty okay. remarkable. And I'm showing Shannon way too much love right now. But it is pretty He deserves it. Remarkable how phenomenal they both are as football players and how phenomenal they both are on TV. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, no, Sterling, it's, Sterling's it's, a hell of a football it's, analyst. It's the truth. We, we got our start in church. We got our start in church. That's right. Praying and speaking in the church. So you know how a lot of these singers, how yeah. Beyonce and Whitney and a lot of these singers got started right. in the church. Yeah. We got our public speaking and Listen, speaking man. in front of yeah. people in the church. Shannon is pretty close to perfect. Until he starts talking about the Lakers. And then all of a sudden, he's he just late. He's just late. Hey, 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 Your day coming, Steve. Your day coming. Your day coming, Steve. We'll see. Hey, we'll that, see. Goat, that goat head you right wore now. on television. That yeah, goat head you wore on television. He's coming with back. What's wrong with him? Stop it. Don't bring that mask back on him. He's coming back. Don't you do it. Okay. I looked at the TV. I wasn't paying attention. I look at the TV and I see your big ass. Because you actually, you know, you'd be like a yoked up goat. You know, without yeah, yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. It was great yeah. television. I appreciated it. I'm, I'm a Braun fan as well. So let's go. Let's See, run. I did it. Go. I did it. He ain't the goat. All right. Go. He ain't the goat. Okay. Goat Pat man. Magazine, goat man. Wishing you and your family a merry, merry Christmas. Christmas Pat. Baby's first Christmas. Enjoy it all. Happy New Year, and looking forward to more great television in the new year with you. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. When you're on a business trip. You know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. 
especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Memphis Grizzlies star guard John Morant returns to the lineup tonight after serving a 25-game suspension for displaying a weapon on social media on two separate occasions. In the 25-game stretch without Morant, the Grizzlies have fallen to 6-19 on the season, tied for second worst in the West. All right, uh, Stephen, I'll start with you. What does Jaws return mean? It means that NBA players and professional athletes overall had better start paying attention to what's transpiring because the world, Shannon, is reminding them about what's going on. John Morant, we can look at the Memphis Grizzlies 6-19 and 19 at this point, dead last in points per game and field goal percentage shooting. He'll make up for that. He's a superstar in this game. He's going to step on the court. He's going to wreak havoc. I have no doubt about that. He's a 25-point-per-game scorer plus, and I have no doubt that he's going, to, he's going to continue to do that, and he's going to add a spark, and he's going to come on the court, Shannon, hell-bent on, on, on wreaking absolute havoc, and he's more than capable of doing it. We miss him. We need to see him on the basketball court. Nobody here is rooting for him. But, Shannon, I wanted to use this opportunity to touch on a bigger issue. We see what Draymond Green has now gone through and how he's going to be in counseling and stuff like that, and we wish him nothing but the best. But Draymond Green was once being talked about as potentially the heir apparent to Charles Barkley. Now you got people speculating on whether or not any opportunities will be available to him beyond basketball because of his on-court transgressions. Well, John McGrant had off-court transgressions. Now, I want to come to John Morant's defense by saying this. He broke no laws. He broke broke no laws whatsoever. Now, the NBA is a different animal. That's who you work for, and they've got their own laws in their body that you have to capitulate to, and that's what he has to do if he's an NBA player. But what he has to understand and what he needs to be reminded about, and I'm sure he knows better than anybody, let me throw this by you, Shannon Sharp. He's had deals with Hulu, Beats by Dre, Panini America, Powerade, obviously a Nike deal that was paying them about $12 million, which included a sneaker line, the Jawans. All of that was placed in jeopardy. Remember, you had a couple of those brands disassociate themselves with him immediately from the first suspension because he was flashing a gun in the strip club. And then when the second suspension came down, we saw what transpired thereafter. It's important at this particular moment in time to mention to all the professional athletes out there, please remember what you did this for. Yeah, you love the game. Yes, you're incredible at it. You do what not even a a, a minute percentage of the population can ever do. You worked your tail off to build better lives for yourself. You're going to throw it all away? Don't do it. Let's keep in mind what got you in this position to begin with. And to make sure whether it's the company you keep, it's the people you associate with, it's having the real folks in and keep them in check because they represent you. You don't just represent yourself. They represent you as well. Shannon, you got people representing you, right? They walk out there, they act up. That's your name. You ain't going to tolerate that. You know I got people working for me. They represent my name the wrong way. They're going to be gone. I don't play that mess. That's the real world. 
That's what professional sports leagues are saying to you. Because in this climate that we're living in, with people losing their jobs, with people struggling and what have you, nobody's going to have sympathy for multimillionaire athletes who don't know how to act, who right. make these kind of mistakes. And when we say don't know how to act, we're not talking about what you literally did right or wrong. What we're saying is whoever you work for, they have a perception of how they want their brands represented. And if you don't represent them accordingly, you're going to pay the piper. So with John Morant coming back, with Draymond Green going through what he's going through, with a plethora of others finding themselves in precarious situations, I just wanted to take a moment to remind people, you here, you here for that bag. You want to play, you want to be exceptional, but you also want that bag, okay? Yeah. Don't let anybody get in the way of it. That's all right. I want to say, Shannon. Yes, Stephen, I, 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 you, you said something at the end, and I know what you meant to say, but I want to go ahead and, and correct it now. You sure. said nobody is rooting against Ja. And no one is rooting against Ja because we want the best for Ja. We right. understand because a lot of us came from very similar backgrounds, worked our way to the top, and we want to make sure we do everything we possibly can to, to remain atop. When I look at Ja, what he's going to bring back, you talk about a guy that averaged 26 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists last year. So he instantaneously gives you offense. He's a spark. You, when you play in that crowd in front of uh, the grindhouse, when they play in that building and he's doing his acrobatics, I've never seen a man elevate like he can elevate, hang in the air, contort his body. After watching him play several times, he's box office. The term you use, Stephen A., he is box office. He is the real deal. He has some issues. you got to understand though, the NBA is a private business, and they de they determined that flashy guns on social media is unacceptable. Now, fans at home, you can talk about the Second Amendment all you want to. You can talk about he ain't broke no law all you want to. He broke the law where the NBA determined that he broke. But I believe, hopefully, from this situation, I didn't feel the first time he learned his lesson because he you know he went away. He went to a little drive-through uh, a clinic. And that wasn't good. But I believe now having to sit down for 25 games, have something taken away from you that you love, that you worked your entire life to get into, I do believe it. But Stephen A., I'm a firm believer. The number one apology is change behavior. You can give me all you want to say I'm sorry. You can do all this and write all the scripts and the prescripts and say all this and right. all the counseling that you need to go to. But until you change your behavior, that apology means nothing. And I believe, hopefully, Ja has learned his lesson. He comes back and be the Ja that we remember since he's entered into the league and he has a lustrous career. And we look back and say, this was a blip on the screen. And that's what people weren't getting when I went on and talked about his press conference on Friday on my podcast. I was trying to make the point. The press conference looked eerily similar to what we always see from him when he's talking. And I'm saying it's important that he looks a little bit different. It's important. Like, you know, you got vulnerabilities. You've had issues. Everything yes. in everybody's business. But you got to say something. And you got to come across a bit different than what you did before. Contrite. Because folks are looking at you. Contrite. That's one word to use. Definitely so. And also, you got to illuminate things just a little bit more. To sit up there and come with these vague responses and these terse and short responses, people ain't buying it because you're saying, ultimately, the proof is in the pudding and how I act. Well, Again, it comes across, you got to make sure, rather, it doesn't come across as you, meaning Ja, having the mindset, I really didn't do anything wrong. I just got to deal with this nonsense. See, if right. you got that kind of attitude, then ultimately trouble lies you'll in find, wait. You, you'll find yourself back in this very position again. There you go. 
There you go. And that's what I wanted to say. I wanted him to avoid. That's all. And that's, but here, the, I think some people have tried to explain to Ja, a wise man will learn from others' mistakes. A fool will learn from his own. Ja, you've been a fool twice. Don't go down that road again. All that, but do you understand? Did you see uh, uh, Jalen Brown just got $300 million. Bro, right. think about what you could possibly get when your contract is up in two years. You can get $400. You willing to risk that to hang out with somebody in the flash of gun and have that thing to iron on you? Come on, bro, it ain't even worth that. Well, Once you contract. get all that back, get that 15, get get you a nice 15, 17 year, 20 year career, make about 500, 600 million dollars, and if you want to play with them toys, have at it. But I ain't messing up that bag before I get this money. About that, and he's got a five-year deal that kicks in that can get, that could make him as much as two hundred and thirty-one million dollars. But again, you got all of these endorsement deals and what have you. And you know what? You didn't do all of this just to depend on basketball to get your income because you no. can't get any income from anywhere else. You got a plethora of opportunities to get income. Go get that bag. Yeah. Okay. Steve well, but here's the, the thing, though. Steve Day. Teams were productive. Reset and, and come back better, stronger, new mindset, new focus. How, how, how old is Josh Stephen? A 22, 23. Early, so let's just yeah, say, no. by the time he's 27, he can get a contract for 400 million, 500 million. Easy, easy, easy. Absolutely, a lot on the line. All right, we'll leave it there. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Has it not been a wild week in the NFL? The Dallas Cowboys dismantled by the Buffalo Bills this past Sunday. And Micah Parsons, obviously a leader in the locker room, not pleased, not only with his team's performance, but the criticism the media has given as well. Take a listen, Micah. What I understand is, like, everyone just waits for the Cowboys to lose. Um, I saw multiple analysts, people who are fake analysts, who somehow got jobs on TV saying, there goes your boy. Like, it's almost to the point where it's, like, almost sick that they're waiting for another – a former players are waiting for other current players to fail so that way they have something to talk about. It's like, oh, there he is. That's the person we've been waiting for. And it's like – why do you want a person to lose so bad? It seems that a lot of people are just waiting for people to fail. All right. Let's have a real roundtable discussion right now about this. I'm going to start with you. Yeah. Is Micah's take fair or foul? It's very, it's very foul. Very foul. 
And I love Micah Parsons. I love him to death. First of all, he wasn't talking about me because he said former players. But we all know I love to troll the Cowboys because I can't <laughs> because I can't stand their damn fans. It has nothing to do against the players. I love Michael Parsons. I want him to get his bag. I love the endorsement deals that he gets. I call him the modern day Lawrence Taylor. I got mad love for him, and he shows me mad love when he sees me. I got mad love for him and what have you. But to, I have never seen a player rooting against the Cowboys. I'm talking about as an analyst. Mm-mm. I've never seen that. And I've never seen, and I'm going to speak up, not that he needs me to, I'm going to speak up for the Jeff Saturdays, the Shannon Sharps, the Ryan Clarks, the, the Marcus, the, you know, I'm sorry, Marcus Spears and, and, and so many others. I'm going to speak up for all of y'all. When y'all give y'all analysis, you can't be more fair. You're breaking down what you see, you're talking about what you know, and you're highlighting what's transpiring. The part that bothers me about Micah, you got to make up your mind, bro. If you want to sit up there and literally whine about how you cannot understand how people are rooting against you, why are you profiting off of it? Je- figure out who do you work for. You work for <laughs> Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones milks it all. Jerry Jones. Everybody, says, everybody knows how much I troll the Cowboys. Well, who was on his helicopter? That's right. Who does the man talk to? You know why? Because Jerry Jones said, I don't care what you say. As long as you talk about my Cowboys. You understand? Right. It's marketing, man. The Dallas Cowboys, there's no indifference. There's no apathy. You either love them or you hate them. I'm talking about as a fan or a nemesis, okay? But as an analyst, y'all point out what you see. And so for me, if you're a member of the Dallas Cowboys, it is different wearing that star on your helmet, playing in that billion-dollar playpen, having the nationally televised games, having Thanksgiving confiscated because mm-hmm. even though Detroit has it too, we don't care that much about Detroit until recently, okay? It was really about the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. We get all of that. Do you have any – as great as Micah Parsons is, guys, if he were playing in Jacksonville, if he were playing in Atlanta, if he were playing in Seattle, if he were playing somewhere other than the Dallas Cowboys, he'd be just another damn good, if not great, football player. He wouldn't be Micah. Right. He's Micah because he's a Dallas Cowboy. And to me, Jerry Jones, more so than anybody else, but of course, Stephen Jones and the Jones family and all of that stuff, they represent, they epitomize that. The reason why I might joke about them and troll their fans, but I got so much love for them is that they accept what comes with being a Dallas Cowboy. And to me, Micah Parsons, that's what you need to do. You need to accept what comes with being a Dallas Cowboy. Not just the good, but the part that you don't like. Because guess what, bro? It's all profitable for you. Yeah. Let's not yeah. act like you don't know that. And he and he's a part of the media. Because where did he give that interview? On his own podcast? <clears throat> So he's a part of the media. You see, Michael Parsons is, 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 is living for the praise and he's dying by the criticism. Now, when all these former so-called former players and so-called analysts said Michael Parsons should be rookie of the year, say he also should maybe be defensive player of the year, where was that criticism? When Michael Parsons jumped up in the middle, uh, before the season started talking about a historic defense and all of a sudden they're not historic, what's he got to say now? You see, the problem that I have, Stephen A., before social media and before we had 24-hour news cycle, when yourself or other people would criticize the players, they said, how do you know? 
You never played. So how do you know what I should or shouldn't do? Now you get NFL players that played the game and played the game at a high level. See, me, they can't question SHIT or what I've done. My resume speaks for itself. Absolutely. So I don't know who he's talking about, but since I'm in the media, I'm assuming he's talking about me. You never had a problem when I gave you praise. You never had a problem when I say you should be an all-pro and you should be this or that. But the moment that you don't play well and people point that out, now they're rooting for you. They're, excuse me, they're rooting against you. Really? Really, that's what you think. People are rooting against you. They're pointing out, Micah, that in order for you guys to win, you have to show up in big games. You got to show up in the San Francisco's. You got to show up in uh, 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 the Buffalo's. You got to show up against Arizona. You had a sack. I think he had a sack against uh, uh, the Eagles when they won. But more times than not in big games, you haven't shown what we've seen from you in other games. Bro, ain't nobody rooting against you. Our job is to critique and analyze play. From players, the Cowboys, hey, Jerry, this is what Jerry wanted. This is what you wanted because guess what? Us talking about the Cowboys, you get to reap the benefits. You yeah. get to get a lot of these North National deals that other players don't get because you're on the Cowboys and they're not. I, can't, I could not believe hearing him cry and whine and grovel the greats. Reggie and LT and all these great players never said that when they got criticized and when they didn't play well in the game. They said, okay, let's see next Sunday. Let's see Monday. And you up there, that's embarrassing. Saturday, I don't know how you feel, but it's embarrassing. Yeah, I, th I think he – I don't think he's been uh, paying that much attention to the media for a long time. I I'm old enough to remember when Peyton Manning wasn't good enough to take a team to a Super Bowl, right? Couldn't play big in big games, right? I remember when all these different players who have been taking shots at or teams weren't doing exactly what they should be doing or not winning enough or not playing in big games. Everybody gets criticized. And to your point – especially for the last game, when you talk about the Bills game, everything that I saw on social media, on TV, was about actual ball. It was about not aligning or, or, or being in an incorrect spot or what the Bills did to take advantage of the Dallas Cowboys. Ain't nothing of it personal. Like, you, listen, it benefits us when the Cowboys play well. Right? Like, it benefits us when yes. teams play good football. It, it benefits no one when everybody wants to turn the game off in the second quarter. Like, let's be real. Like, you, you want good teams playing good teams so that everybody loves our game. It, is, it, it does mean no good for players to be bad at football. So, I, I, I would completely disagree. Listen, I love the way that the Cowboys have played this season. They started, they, they got beat by San Francisco, then they came back and run off a bunch of games, right? Play the Eagles close, then Beat the, then beat the Eagles later on. Show up in Buffalo, lay an egg. Do I think they can respond and play well on the stretch? I do think that, and I hope they respond to that. Again, we are criticizing play on the field. There is nothing no. personal. If guys are attacking personally, I completely disagree with it. But I have seen zero of that, unless I'm missing it. I haven't seen anybody laid at the feet well, of, you know, Micah Parsons, that he ain't good enough player. He, they, they didn't play well. They got boat raced in a game, well, and you're going to get talked bad about when that happens. Well, first of all, there's a couple of things. First of all, he's factual. 
factually incorrect. Everybody's rooting against the Cowboys. They got the biggest fan base in sports, Facts. people would argue. Okay, so first of all, that makes no sense. So factually, he's incorrect. That's number one. And number two, and most importantly, the beauty of today is what Shannon brought up. Because, see, as a journalist, you have a lot of people out there that kind of wishes the, the athlete, the former athlete, the coach, wasn't in this position. You ain't looking at that person here. No. I love the fact that athletes have their <clears throat> podcast and that. Amen. They, they are contributors. I learn from y'all. You know, what do I say? I'm brilliant because I know I'm not. I listen to those who are, and I learn from it. I know as a reporter, what are you supposed to be doing? Right. What you're supposed to be doing is to go to the subject at hand, and they will let you know. And as a result, you're able to gauge and decipher, evaluate, and judge accordingly. The difference between the, 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 the old days, Shannon, is that we had to go to y'all. Now right. y'all come to us because y'all right here on TV with us. Right. And so exactly. the point is, whether it's the player, the former player, the present player, not to mention the journalist, we all here and we got all bases covered. And, oh, by the way, we don't hesitate to invite current players. You want to defend yourself? Feel free. But they go and they use their podcast because what you want to do is bloviate and complain as opposed to standing up to the level of scrutiny that you may bring upon right. yourself and you may deserve. Stephen A., Stephen A., we had this conversation. You remember when Jared Jones was talking? I've never been more proud of a team after they dominated <laughs> yeah. the Commanders. I've yeah. never been yeah. more proud of a team yeah. after they beat the Eagles. So now all of a sudden, you blow, you up on, you pounding your chest like you King Kong. Now you get the brakes off you. Man, they rooting against us. I ain't never seen nothing like that. Stop crying. Pull your pants up, put the big shoulder pads on, and do something about it when them teams run through you like Sherman went through Atlanta. <laughs> Shay Shay with the tough love. I love it. Uh, he's currently the odds-on favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. Micah Parsons here at ESPN. Mm. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. 
Let's go. Yeah. Let's get some yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. You right know what beat. time it is. Put Shannon Sharp up in that damn screen. He doesn't get to hide with this A-list that I got yeah. leading in the Christmas. You understand? This is the last A-list before Christmas following week 15. Keep in mind, the list is fluid. <laughs> Keep that in mind right now. You listening, Shay Shay? I'm Sergeant Friday. Here we go. Number five on the list. Give it to me right now. Bam! The Buffalo Bills. Why? We saw what they just did to the Dallas Cowboys. We see how Josh Allen has been rolling. You got Cook running the football. They still got Diggs and Davis. And Joe Brady's calling the office. Look like a different team. By the way, where the hell is Mike T as a Mike Tannenbaum Shannon who told us that the Dallas Cowboys wouldn't even punt for the game and they were going to romp the Bills. Where Mike T at? I can't find him. But guess what? We found the Bills on this list. The top on the list, please. Let's go to number four on the list. Give it to me right now, please. Yeah. Bam! The Miami Dolphins, why? I know the Buffalo Bills romped them early in the season, but that was weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins are the leaders in the AFC East. The Dolphins are two games ahead of the Buffalo Bills. The Dolphins have been handling their business for the most part, albeit against inferior competition. One of the elite offenses in the game of football, and even with Tyreek Hill out, Jalen Waddle did his thing. Even had Steven Ross waddling, waddling, yeah, waddling, okay? With the white. You get what we're coming from right there. Dolphins top four. Can't be top three, though. Give it to me right now, please. Give it to me. Bam! The Detroit Lions cannot ignore this team much longer. Ten and four. Leaders in the NFC North. By the way, battling for a top two seed mm. in the NFC overall. And by the way, guys, they're running game. We can't ignore Montgomery and Gibbs. You understand? Brown at the wideout. Golf balling. We got to give love where it's due. Right now, top three. They ain't top two, though. Give it to me right now. Bam! The Baltimore Ravens. There's nothing to talk about here. Mm. Rough riders on defense. Offensively, you got Lamar Jackson. OBJ has gotten more involved as well. We see Zay Flowers and the rest of the crew. John Harbaugh, experienced coach. They're handling their business. Tough competition. Manhandled the Jacksonville Jaguars Monday night. I'm sorry, Sunday night. So you got that going on. We all know who's number one, though. Just put it up right right there. We know who's number one. It's the 49ers, the best team in football. I won't waste more time. Y'all know football. Y'all know enough to know they number one. I got the 49ers, Ravens, Lions, Dolphins, and Bills. You come in here from inside. All right. I I like the list, Stephen A. I really like the list. Uh, I got the Dolphins at five. I've still had the Cowboys because I still think they're a very good football team, even though they didn't play well on Sunday. I got them at four. I got the Bills at three. I got the Ravens at two. I got the 49ers at one. So you don't even have the Lions in the top five? No. Wow. They lost, they, they lost, they lost to Chicago and Green Bay. Absolutely not. Okay. All right, before you jump all over this, First Take fam, you know the deal. QR code's on the screen. Scan it. Obviously, we want your grade as well. Okay. All right. This hurts me. Yeah? This hurts me bad. Okay. This is the best list he's ever put out. What? Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. And I told him you had a good outfit on today, too. I, I, I don't know what's I happening. Wrote, look, I mean, what? it hurts. Yeah. It pains me. The only, the only, this is nitpicking. The only thing that I had reversed from you is I had I had Miami at three, and I had Detroit at four. That was, okay. a, I mean, but I could go, I could go either, because I just think Miami, they're, they're more proficient scoring. Right. Detroit, so that, but I. Detroit's been up and down. I get where you're coming from. My only issue, my only issue, guys, is that with Detroit, I understand they've been up and down, but the Dolphins 
such inferior competition. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm just saying, because of the inferior competition, Detroit has beaten better opponents. Yeah. And that's why that, I had yeah. them as well. Yeah. That's, that's, why I put, that's why I put the Dolphins at five. The Cowboys, maybe I could have took them out and put the Lions in at four and put the Cowboys and put the uh, uh, put, took the Cowboys out and put the Lions at four and the Bills because I like what the Bills have done over the last couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, Bills have gotten hot. The top two, you don't get no argument from anybody from the top two. We know what they represent. The 49ers over the last three or four weeks, along with the Ravens, basically since week five, have probably been the best team in the AFC. So for that, but Stephen A., I, I like the list also. I don't yeah. give you, you know what? I give I give my A minus. This is this is A plus for me. <gasps> this is good as it. I'm telling you, I he he he, he got this up one. high. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> well, come yeah. He should be. He should be. You got an A minus and an yeah, A plus. Did a- you have a good suit yeah. on? Yeah. It's a good day today. Not it's a good day today. So, it's a good day today. Sometimes you've got today like, was a good day. You know what? The Grinch would have came visiting you. Everyone that gave this A. This was real. This was real. This is what it is. This is what it is. That's right. That's right. I give you credit. That's a great list. Solid. Shannon, in the new year, I want some lists from you. I'd like to see Shannon do a list. You know what? Oh, here's, my, here's my issue with Shannon. He'd be good. No, you know he'd be so good at he would, it. He would. Here's my problem with Shannon. Well, let me let me, let me okay. help him out here. Okay. You go. You got to do the list without the iPad. Yeah. He walks up there with the iPad he some, like he's he some damn student in class. Yeah. No, yeah. you're supposed to be the teacher. You don't need it. You let somebody else hold the iPad. You <laughs> got to make- come up here without the iPad. No, see, I don't want to make sure I make the mistake where, like you did, and we got to go and do a whole re- <laughs> we got to re- re- reboot the whole segment. Yeah, we got to reboot the whole redo segment. It. <laughs> it's like, I, I made a mistake. Let's take it all off. Clean it up. Let's yeah, do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Not this week, though. This was Not solid. This. Okay, this so solid. the biggest discrepancy. Do we have America's vote yet? Why we're waiting, though, right now? The Lions, Lions. is the biggest discrepancy. Okay. It's the Lions. Oh, we got America's vote. Yeah, it's real. Hey. Stephen A., I say this every week, but our audience is so intelligent. Thanks to listening to people like Jeff. Don't get excited. <laughs> don't, don't think it's you. And Shannon, I'm they are she always saying. on. Saying. But it's unbelievable to me. They're yeah. always in sync well, I think with there's former a two, Super Bowl there's champions. There's two, week, there's two to three weeks where the audience didn't know what the hell it was talking about. No, 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 no,
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. We have 30 seconds left. And do you know what I'd like to do with it? What? I'd like to wish Shay Shay a Merry Christmas because I won't be on the show. I was going to do the same. I'm not going to be on the show Christmas Day with him. Mm. So, Shannon, Merry wishing Christmas, you big and boy. yours a Merry Christmas. Thank you. To your team, Ashley, Jordan, the folks I love, wishing them a happy holidays as well, too. Steve, uh, that you ain't working on Christmas. I'm working with you. I was just messing with oh, you. I'll be there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Bye. Bye. We'll miss you. Santa Thank Trouble. You.